0: Ladies and gentlemen, he's the samurai of student ministry, the networking ninja, a Jedi master of church budgets, the beast from the southeast, the next-gen nerd himself, CJ!
1: up my nerds. Welcome to the Next Gen Nerd Podcast, the show where 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Glad to have you guys join us as we talk about one of my favorite book series... Princess of Mars by Edgar Rice Burroughs. You may have seen the Disney movie, John Carter of Mars. We're going to talk about it with two of my friends. Stephen Ridley's first time on the show. He's from the MoViga podcast. MoViga. M-O-V-I-G-A. You'll enjoy hearing from him. And, of course, our friend of the show, Todd Turner, the creator and founder of Mosaic Fan Art, one of the co-hosts of Sis and Big Pops Culture, Glad to have him on as well, and uh, you'll enjoy this discussion. As we talk about what we loved about the show, what we didn't like, which was very little, because all three of us really enjoyed the movie, really enjoyed the book series, and so uh, it's a a great conversation for us to have about that. Uh, If you haven't seen the book, or if you haven't seen the movie or read the books, that's okay, Uh, still enjoy us talking about a book where a Civil War, a Confederate soldier has to reunite, or... or, um, uh, bring together a diverse peoples of Mars. And so you'll enjoy that conversation in a little bit. Before we get there, though, just a quick recommendation that ties into what we're talking about this episode. If you are a uh, fan of this, if you're a fan of comics, I encourage you to check out Strange Adventures by Tom King. It follows a, uh, a hero that uh, is in a very similar situation here. and uh, Actually, this comic uh, one-off series was inspired by John Carter of Mars. So I encourage you to check that out. That Strange Adventures by Tom King. Uh, what would you recommend for me to read? Uh, shoot me recommendations to nextgennerdpodcast at gmail.com. You can send me a recommendation for a book, a movie, TV series, whatever. would love to hear what you're enjoying uh, and enjoy it with you. Uh, we have been doing a, uh, a drive for reviews and our winner for the giveaway for those reviews is my buddy Cole Johnson. So I'll be sending him a Nerd Culture Starter Pack, a uh, bunch of little nerdy goodies. We'll be heading your way soon, bud. I hope you enjoy it and, uh, and we'll do another giveaway soon. I think that's everything for right now, so it's time to start the interview. Let's get nerdy. Well, guys, like I mentioned, I am excited to be here with my friend Todd Turner and my friend Stephen Ridley, and uh, we're going to be talking about John Carter of Mars in a little bit, the uh, Princess of Mars, Thuvia of Mars series a little bit here, Um, but I'm really glad to see these guys. How are y'all doing today? Great. Great. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, my voice is a little bit, you know, where it is. We've had uh, testing at the middle school, and so mm. it takes a little more vocal energy to get them to calm down. So I am. Uh, <laughs> Glad tomorrow's Friday. Glad tomorrow's Friday. <laughs> I
0: bad. I can't imagine. Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, but no, but good. Good. Glad to be here. Glad to do this. This, uh, what we're going to be talking about for the show, I, I love this series. I mean, I didn't even know the series existed before the movie came out uh, and then uh, dove into the series and really enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm really ashamed because it's written by Edgar Rice Burroughs and I'm CJ Burroughs. And I've been told... That I'm related to him since I've been old enough to know what related to means. So, excited to talk about it. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to ask you guys, like, what other nerdy things are you into right now? So, Steven, I'm going to start with you. Like, what are some nerdy things that you're into in general? And maybe, like, what's something, like, that, that's really going on right now that you're like, I'm really enjoying this?
0: Uh, my Star Wars is, like, my thing. And, like, since a kid, you know, it's like a, we've got a love-hate relationship with it. It's got some lately... It's been a little stinky with some of the shows. <laughs> so Obi Wan Kenobi is like my favorite character Same. in Star Wars, and I was so stoked for that show, and uh, I just was not a fan of the show. I don't know what you guys thought about okay. it, but um, I, and like the budget was smaller than than shows like Andor, which was great, um, and just some of the Disney recent Disney Plus stuff. I've been like, uh, but it's like. It's like family, you know? You (laughs) still still love it. Uh, Ahsoka has been great so far. Um, But yeah, Star Wars is my thing. I mean, I love Lord of the Rings. A huge Lord of the Rings fan. Um, Lately, uh, I've been playing some Starfield. Okay. Enjoying that. Um, We actually just recently finished Game of Thrones for the first time uh and i put it off for so long um it's got some mature content for sure which it is does. why i put and it off for so long <laughs> uh so there was you know you kept your finger on the fast forward button but um it was very good and it's it's sad to me that it is mature because i just want to be like everyone watch it but I'm right. also like yeah probably don't don't watch it but uh, <laughs> i, I got gotcha. you if you happen to we could talk about it
1: no, sounds good. Uh, so, uh, Star Wars, I'm right there with you. I have a very high pain tolerance when it comes to Star Wars. So, like, I can enjoy it. Uh, the only there's only there's a handful of things that I that I haven't able to like. Uh, the Clone Wars cartoon is one of them. Like, I'm told that I'm not a real Star Wars fan. I can't do it. I can't. I've tried. Oh, dude, but any
2: I show, th- I think but I for the first season,
1: listen. But if any show you tell me you've got to get through the first four seasons before it gets good, like that's not a good show. Like that's not a good show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. I'm, I'm just just saying. Uh, that and um, I was very disappointed with Book of Boba Fett. That was another one I was very disappointed oh, yeah. with. Um, the Power Rangers moped race scene, the slowest racing, oh, the slowest chasing that's ever existed don't in anything. Get, don't get me started. So those were difficult. Those were difficult. But really, for the most part, I'm good for whatever. I I enjoyed Obi-Wan. I do have to laugh though. Like let's be honest. Like of the characters, we picked the one that looks most like us. I mean, come on. We're three bearded white men here on this podcast and we didn't pick the robot. We didn't pick the like we picked the guy that looks kind of like us. Like, yep, that's my guy. Not the right. alien. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but uh that's that's just kind of funny. I've seen
2: every Star Wars movie in the theater. That's,
1: that's impressive, how old man. I am. That's,
2: wow. Uh, yeah. uh, had to wait three years for each one of them to come out.
1: Well, the uh, I, I did see the I saw several in theaters, but I remember the last one I went and sat in a theater by myself. Uh, there was no one else there. It was like an eleven thirty showing at the little town I lived nearby, and uh, it wasn't the night of. It was like a, it was like a week later, but like I was literally mm-hmm. the only one in the theater. It was kind of scary. Wow, yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. Oh man. Um. So yeah. So uh, you mentioned that, uh, and uh, you mentioned Game of Thrones. I watched part of the first season and partially Mm -hmm. the adult content it didn't it didn't grab me as much and now it's kind of like a badge of honor like no haven't watched it i know that was me
0: for so long i was like i don't because it's eight seasons you know it's a lot there's so many shows where people are like you got to watch it and i'm like that's gonna take half my life to watch all that but but um it gets so good and for a show to go for eight seasons and still like have me sweating like every episode i was i was you know, people hyped it up for so long, and I was afraid that there would be too much hype. But it was great. Even the last season, everybody hated on the last season, and I think maybe that, like anti-hype, helped my expectations a little bit because I was like, it wasn't bad. I didn't, I didn't hate it. You know? Okay. So very nice, very yeah. nice. But I, I feel you on the Clone War stuff because that uh, that is one where everybody's like, you gotta watch all of Clone Wars and all of Rebels and all of Bad Batch, and I'm like, ah, just because, I don't know. To me, like. It's so. I'm, it's I'm an scared. investment like, for who sure. Who's going to attack me right now? But like, <laughs> it's very childish. the The first few seasons of Clone Wars, and I hear it gets good, but I, I just, it's hard to push through it. You know. Yeah. No, I'm with
1: you. I'm with but you. Maybe one day. one day. Maybe one day. Um. Yes. But I've, there's still a lot of other good animated Star Wars that I'm watching now. Like I really, I enjoy Rebels. Like I enjoy Rebels. Like that's I, I'm I can watch that. That's good. Um. And there's still, I mean, I haven't even finished several of the shows just because, like, I have to sit and it can't be in the background. Like, I have to be dedicated watching it. So I've got
0: plenty to watch. Yes, thank you. Everyone's like, what's taking you so long? I'm like, I'm not going to put it on while I'm at work. Like, I got to, it's got to be nighttime. No bathroom breaks. Everybody be quiet. Silence your (laughs) phones. Don't talk to (laughs) me.
1: So, uh, yeah, very nice. Very nice. Uh, And so, Stephen, tell us a little about what you do, who you are, all those good things.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm part of the Moviga podcast. Uh, we've been around for like five years, I think. Um, <clears throat> we started on YouTube, and then we went to audio only. Uh, but at this point, we're... So we talk about movies and video games, comic books, TV shows, stuff like that. Um, and we stream on Twitch. Uh, we got a Discord. Uh, we do our weekly podcast every Monday at 8 p.m. And then uh, streaming multiple things throughout the week. Uh, so we're, we're working on a website. We're not there yet, but um, if you find us on social media at Moviga Podcast, M O V I G A Podcast. Uh, you can check the link in our bio to find us everywhere we are. M- M- Moviga is like movie, video, game. That was the idea. Yeah, I mean. no, I got it, man. I got it's, it. Uh, now when I say it, it I feel sense. like it's lame, but I got it. No,
1: <laughs> no. At no point have I wondered what is this about. Like I, Moviga makes okay, sense. Good to hear. I, so yeah, so that you're you're good. It, it it works. It's sticky. It it works. It works.
2: I'll take it. I'll take it. I appreciate it.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Well, Todd, what are you into now, man? Like what's what's something exciting that's that's maybe not new, but maybe new to us.
2: I don't know. I mean, I'm all into comics, and I have like a problem sometimes. I think <laughs> some people would say the amount of comics that I that I, I I read. So I honestly, as far as new things, I I have really enjoyed the Invasion show on Apple Plus. Okay. So uh, I a lot of times I will start a show and then I will be like, oh, I can't, and I'll stop it. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go back to it and then I'll. But um, this one, I over vacation i'll watch the entire first series and it's the it is actually uh, a lot of times i'll watch a show and then if if episodes aren't you know they drop weekly or whatever i just say forget that i'm not just gonna mess with it but this is one where i'm like today's the episode comes out i've got to watch it so that's been really good i've really been impressed with it it's been well done it does have some mature themes in it not as bad as some but um, a lot of cussing which yeah you know mm-hmm. but um and I just finished Last of Us. I couldn't believe I watched it, but I did. Okay. I've oh. never played the video game, but Same. I watched the uh, watched the show. Well done.
1: Yeah. Awesome. No, I, uh, we've got an episode of that coming out soon, too. Uh, my brother-in-law, he uh, let me Bogart his, his HBO Max so I could watch it. So um, I said, I'll have you on for the show to talk about it. No, that's cool, man. That's cool. And I can see why. I, so, so, Todd, you and I have talked about this before where when they – when they jank with family, when they mess with family, it, it really yeah, goes ahead and pulls you out quick. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, me
2: too. yeah, exactly.
1: So, without I mean, spoilers. This thing came out a while ago. That that last that last couple scenes, man. Last of, of that season. Like, where were you at on that?
2: Well, honestly, CJ, I started watching it and then immediately stopped it, <laughs> and had and I went and looked to see what, what happened? happened. Yeah, because if if if. If something negative would have been going to happen in that, to where I would thought you know that someone was going to be the end of that part, I was like I was done. I wasn't going to watch it anymore. Mm. It's completely. Mm-hmm. But when I was like, okay, good. yeah, I can, uh, and um, uh, Pedro Pascal's character completely, I expected him to do exactly that. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I remember talking to my daughter after that and uh, just go like like she didn't watch it with me. She's twelve years old. Like she's not going to watch that with me. But I remember watching that and she could tell. That something was off, something was different with dad. And so I just kind of Mm -hmm. briefly described some of the things. And she's like, that's crazy. And I go, and that's exactly what I would do if somebody had their hands on you. Exactly what I would do. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I love Jesus. I know I love Jesus. (laughs) And he will go ahead and deal with me at the end. But I am coming for you. I'm gonna get you, yeah. and we are getting out of there. Yeah. Like the exactly, the um, world can do what it wants to do, but my baby, no, sorry, I'm coming to get you. Yeah.
2: yeah, that was a struggle. Honestly, that was hilarious, CJ. I didn't even think about when we had talked about that, but I was like, oh, I can't watch this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's okay. Listen, that's I, I I get it. I get it. That's good. Uh, we all have our things that we just go. Nope, I'm done. For me, for me, it's when. A good friendship could be a good friendship, but we decide to make it a gay relationship. Uh, The the most blatant Mm -hmm. example of that is Our Flag Means Death. I love the show. It's not the clean show. But I'm watching the show going, these are two really good friends. These are two men who care about each other, who want the best for each other. And in the last 15 minutes of the last episode of the season, now they're in a relationship. And I went, that makes me
0: angry. Why can't they just... Be friends. I've heard of that show, and I've been interested, but, uh, yeah, oh, that's... Petite, that's right? Yeah, and, um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but... Matiti um, and, uh, yeah, yeah that's... Th- I can't remember his name either. The other guy. The guy from, uh, fly of the
2: Concords, who's in Flight of the Concords, yep. of the Concords right, yep. right? Oh, yeah, Jermaine Clement.
0: No, the other one. Oh, the other oh one. It's, it's their, like, manager or something. I can't remember his name, Shoot. But, uh, yeah, that seems to be, like, how things go. Anytime there's, like, a, a friendship or something, the whole, like, all the audiences are just, like, they should be romantic. And, and the studios are just, like, that's what everybody wants, so they just do it. And it's, like, oh. Well,
1: yeah, I remember the the rumblings. I remember the rumblings of Winter Soldier, Falcon of Winter Soldier, where they're, like, yeah, oh, we're going to. Yeah. And I'm going, just let it be. Yeah. Like, cause, let's, let's be honest.
0: Finn and uh Finn and Poe. Everybody yeah. wanted Finn and Poe to be in <laughs> yeah. a relationship. I mean
1: I have I have
2: totally several oblivious. <laughs> I
1: have I mean I have I have several guy friends that I have cried with that I've told that I love yeah. them, you know, that we mm-hmm. have we have gone through difficult things and it's not romantic. It is intimate. Like I'm okay with an intimate relationship that doesn't have mm-hmm. to be romantic. Like let's just show what true great self-sacrificing friendship looks like. Uh, I think it's a compelling story. I think it's a compelling story. We don't have to, and and I'm, I use the same sex example. I'm fine with the with the opposite sex example as well. I mean, there's plenty of stories that's like they don't they don't have to get together in the end. Like they don't have to. Right. It can just be two people who care about each other that want the best for each other. Why don't?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nowadays it's a twist when they don't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't end up in a relationship. Uh, like, really? I thought that was going to happen. Yeah, you mm-hmm. remember I watched something and I thought, oh, they're going to end up together. And then they didn't. And I was like, oh, well. Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: La-dee-da. So you said invasion. I haven't heard that. I need to check that out on, on the Apple TV yeah, it Plus, is, is, a, is it?
2: Apple Plus, it is oh. an um, alien invasion. They follow like a group of regular people all around the world, um, like different people and you can tell that they all intertwine, but it's not like your regular alien invasion. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. it's they it's been really well done. Um, and there's like a young boy in it who has seizures. Hmm. And um, but he's basically when he does that, he is like almost into what the communication with the aliens, the how they communicate back and forth. So like hmm. he's he has written all these things in this book that he like sees because he can draw and everything hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. this kid is going to be um, you know is it, going to be an integral part of it and yeah. um, so there's like a there's a place that takes place in like Korea in England in um, you know New York and out west and they all it, it's interesting it's been really good so
0: yeah I need to check it out i'll tell you what apple Apple plus has got some good stuff on there mm-hmm. we, i haven't i i've wanted to watch foundations I haven't gotten to it yet but I'll i tell you what so. oh yeah you you go first tell me
2: i watched the first season of foundation it is nothing yeah. like the books that's so what i've if, heard if you it is a good science fiction science fiction the first the first season it's good mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. it's partially about the books um but mm. the second season at after the second episode lost me and I just quit it. Oh, I man. I know. But the first season, really good. Hmm. Okay. I would good I would time. recommend the first season for sure. Hmm.
0: Okay. I was going to say, uh, if you haven't watched Severance, oh, that yeah. is the show, man.
2: Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, was it, it was have you seen it? Watch. I watched oh, the first yeah. maybe six episodes, and then I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> these poor people. Oh, oh, it's
0: so stressful. the, the, I the know. Se- that's a poor deal. The oh. season finale, I, I've never, like, paced – the floor, watching the show before, and I absolutely did. It was so stressful, uh, but oh my gosh, what a what a great show! So yeah, good. It's good, but I just if I can't
2: watch it. <laughs>
1: uh, there's been a I, there's been a few shows where I've gotten vocal at the TV. I'm trying to remember the last one. There was one that I was I can't remember what it was, and I was just oh I remember what it was. I remember what it was. It was Waco. It was it was Waco, which is the mm. fictionalized or, or the dramatized version of what happened there. And I know how it ends. I know how it ends. And I'm watching the show, and I'm screaming at it. It's like, lie to me! Just tell me they all make it out. Like, change history. Like, I know what happens. Yeah. And uh, I remember I was like, my wife's like coming, like checking, I'm like, are you okay? I was like, no, nope, I'm not okay. Look at this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was that was yeah. Those. I mean, I, I don't enjoy how I feel in the moment, but they're obviously mm-hmm. visceral shows that are good shows if they can elicit that kind of emotion yeah. while you're doing that.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Well, let's, uh, let's change gears. Let's take a look at what we're talking about today. Uh, we're talking about uh, John Carter. Uh, we're talking about the movie. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the books. I, I don't know if I'm the only one that read the books, but we're going to talk about the books. Uh, and... Um before we get into the nitty-gritty of John Carter, uh, what did you love about John Carter? Both of you said, I want to talk about it. I want to be on it. So obviously you've enjoyed some aspect of this universe. So uh, I'm going to start with Stephen. What did you enjoy about John Carter? Like Why do you go, man, I, I really like it I want to talk about it?
0: Part of it is probably because I'm so defensive because everybody like hated on the movie so much. I'm like, guys, calm down. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> So, I have not read the books, um, but I saw the movie, and, and just, like, from the first, like, from the moment it started, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is great. Um, it's Andrew Stanton directed it from Pixar, um, and I remember Steven Spielberg one time saying, like, he felt like it was uh, beneficial to, like, start with animated stuff and then move to live action because you, like, you had to know exactly what you wanted for every shot in, in in uh animated so um and i was like this is great andrew stands from pixar he's made i think he did like finding nemo and like all this great stuff um and wally yeah oh my gosh so good so i, I was totally on board and I, it just blew me away i mean the the direction the fact that it was shot on real film it just looked so good the characters the music uh michael Giacchino. Uh, who in my opinion is like the next john williams i I mean i I feel like you know there's there's hans zimmer everybody loves hans zimmer and stuff like that but i'm i feel like people sleep on michael giacchino i mean he's done a good bit but um his his score for john carter is like one of my favorites Mm. of all time it's it's so good and it works so well with the emotions of of some of the scenes and like the comedic parts like the very beginning when when uh John Carter keeps like they keep like trying to arrest him, and he keeps like jumping out the window, and it's like bum 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 bum, bum bum (laughs) like it's just it's great. So anytime music is great on its own, it can work really well with the scene. uh, I just love it. So Mm. I mean, yeah, pretty much everything about it. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say it's a perfect movie, but um, it just completely blew me away, and I loved it so much. I had so I mean, I'm a sucker for like adventure indiana jones star wars type movies so um yeah i just i remember leaving the theater so excited to see john carter too and Mm. then i you know start reading articles and i'm like oh everybody hates it and (laughs) you know all this stuff Uh. um but yeah i mean i I, i'm a sucker for for adventure movies so this Mm. like checked all the boxes for me
1: yeah no i hear you it's uh funny you mentioned um Funny you mentioned the score. Uh, just a little plug here. We did a series a while back. A buddy of mine was big into those. And we did a whole series on sci-fi composers. So go back and check those episodes mm. out. That was what he yeah. wanted to do. He was wanted to do a whole series on music and movies. So check those out. But no, it's... Uh, I also laugh at you saying, you know, I think I like it because no one else did. Like there are several movies that I can that can pinpoint and go, yep, I'm one of seven people that like that movie, uh, Unbreakable. Yeah. That's one I love Unbreakable, and like oh, no okay, one else okay. did, okay. no one else did. But I really enjoyed it. M. Night Shyamalan, mm-hmm. the only movie he did that was good. Um, and that's not true. That's not true. And the not true.
2: In that was all done by Alex Ross.
1: Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, really? So, okay. So it's just it's just funny you mentioned that because I. I I am also kind of let's go against the grain. You don't like it, but well, I think I might like it. I think I might. I mean, we, yeah. Let's just be honest. It's just because it's an intellectual movie, and they just wanted candy. They just wanted candy, exactly. and this was—they're
0: not smart enough. It was just over their heads. Yeah, this was they broccoli. Smarter. It may be a little hard to get through, but it's good for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, dude, I I remember like after seeing it, arguing with so many people. They're like, it was so lame. He's like, he can jump high, and I'm like. Are you kidding me? It was incredible. And I was it's like, because the gravity has decreased on the planet, and not only can he jump high, but he's
1: stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is what it is. Uh, Todd, what about you, ma'am?
2: This was one of the first movies that uh, my whole family could watch because it was PG thirteen, and my son had just turned thirteen. So this was a all family outing. Okay, and um, it's a popcorn film. I mean, it's not. I mean, that's what's supposed to be entertainment. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody who can watch this and not say that it is fun, I don't know. I mean, they've got a space dog. I mean, <laughs> how God. can you hate Woola, the space dog? That's yeah, right. That's how right. Can you not? And, uh, you know, I, it, well, I had, I've had i read the comics, which you can't really read. <laughs> Kids can't read them, bless their hearts, because <laughs> in the book, they nobody has clothes on, basically, in the book. And they try to keep as close to that as possible in the comics. But... I, so and read the read the books and I was really, you know, interested in how they were going to do it. And mm-hmm. I thought they did a pretty good job. I mean, they melded stuff together, changed a few things. But I I love the movie and same same reason with Steve. Not I, I mean, people are like, I've never heard of this movie or what the heck? Who's John Carter? And I'm like and they're like, oh, that movie was terrible. I'm like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. This is a really fun film. Sit down and turn your brain off. Enjoy. I mean, it's got the cast is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've got the Green Goblin as Tars Tarkas. I mean, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, anything with, um, oh, what's his name? Strong. Is that his uh, Oh, Mark Strong. Yeah. Mark Strong. In yeah. mm-hmm. You got to love. So, yeah. I mean, that, that was the main reason. I, I just, we just love the movie. Hannah and I love it. Um, that's my daughter. And we've talked about it on our podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know, films that we actually that films that other people try to convince other people to watch fi- these films that they don't want to watch. Yeah, and that's one of them because mm-hmm. I think you know it's just a lot of fun. I think I'm I need all about yeah. having fun at the movies. Yeah,
1: I think I need to add that in for uh, for me to watch with Zeke, my son. He's nine, and he's starting it at the point where he actually will sit down and watch a movie with me, like. Charlie and my daughter like it doesn't matter if it's on and she'll, she'll come and sit and watch it and she'll enjoy it. Uh, so that's what I need to need to add. Funny enough, my first interaction with this movie was the teaser trailer where all they did was show the the, the Princess of Mars logo, and people are like losing it in the theaters. I am going, what is this? Like I've never even heard of this before, and then we looked it up and I was like, okay. Um, I would say probably the one of the reasons that I love it is because it is this beautiful, brilliant, giant space epic. You know, this I mean it's a barren landscape and yet everything is beautiful and it looks good. And so, um, and it is fun. It's fun. I would love to be able to, to, to jump super high and be super strong. I would love that. That's fantastic. But, um, uh, but no, I, I, I've really enjoyed this movie. I am. My wife does not. I've tried and she goes, I'm not, I'm not even trying that movie again. I'm not even trying it. Nope. Nope. Pick a different one. (laughs) Uh, so (laughs) I've tried, but, uh, but yeah, I've also read the books. I was talking to Stephen earlier. Usually what happens is is we'll have some movie or some season. It'll be fantastic. And then they'll be like, yeah, hey, we're done. And I'm like, no, no, there's more. There's more, right? There's more. And then I find the book or I find the comics or I find whatever the source material and go, I really want to dig into this to see what happens. Uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit, Stephen, but... um, I would say there's a definite tonal shift between the first book and the rest of the series, like a huge oh, tonal shift. <laughs> really? different. <laughs> so we'll get, we'll get into that. Uh, funny you mentioned the yeah. comics. Uh, I saw the comic, and I was like, ooh, and then I got to the cover, and I was like, ooh. Nope, nope, never mind, okay. I, uh, even, even if I was like, man, I'm just going to read it for the story. Uh, my wife was with me in the comic book store, and that was not getting passed across the counter. Like, it was not going to make it, so.
2: <laughs> okay, listen, CJ, if you get a chance, read John Carter, Mars Attacks. John Carter, It's Mars a Mars. crossover with the Mars Attacks. No. Oh, as my the movie oh. and With John Carter. <laughs> hilarious. You know, uh,
0: Mars Attacks is one. Uh, I was a kid. Like, my whole family was asleep, and I was flipping through the channels, and the, the guy said it was Superman 4. And I was like, Superman, all right. And it was Mars Attacks. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it just got it wrong. You, scared the heck out of me. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's terrifying. Those, little, it's those terrifying. little Martian dudes. Oh my and I just kept waiting for Superman to show up. I'm like, hey, man, no, I'm scared. Uh, so like that's that's a movie from my childhood that I'm still that's like, nice. ooh, I
1: can't watch it. That's uh that reminds me of the uh the bit from, from The Office where Pam's watching uh nine weeks later and she thinks it's it's or is it nine weeks later? She's watching the zombie movie, and uh, and she thinks it's the the Sandra Bullock one, and she's like, I can't oh, wait for yeah. Sandra Bullock to come in, and, and and Jim's like, How do you get those two mixed up? Because they they didn't have the picture on the box. Oh man. So uh, so for those that don't know, John Carter, uh, John Carter of Mars, Princess of Mars, uh, I can't remember what the whole, all the different series, names, movies are, uh, is a movie about a Confederate soldier uh, who is transported different ways in the book and in the movie, of course, to Mars. And when he gets to Mars, it's a breathable atmosphere. Uh, and because of its difference in size, he is able to jump higher, run faster, he's stronger. And so he begins to be this this hero of, of these people uh, and um, is unbeatable in combat. This is a place that that relies heavily on hand-to-hand combat. And he is all the edge that he could possibly have. And of course, while he's there, he falls in love with the beautiful princess of Mars. Um, and so it's the story of him trying to win her hand to free this planet uh, to be a hero. Um, and, uh, that's the the movie, the, the first the first book, the movie that, that Disney put out. Um, and then it goes on, and there's all kinds of extra stuff that gets added in. Uh, but in the book, in the movie that you'll watch, uh, on Mars, um, there are three main races that are revealed there. There's the Red Men of Mars, which is who the Princess of Mars is a part of. Uh, they're just kind of your generic, Terran, human-like looking creatures. Um, there are the Green Men of Mars, which uh, have multiple arms, and they look more like your alien race. Uh, and then there's the White Men of Mars, who are these bald, pale, technologically advanced, puppet master kind of characters uh, that are also part of the story. And so there's this this delicate ecosystem of these groups and how these things work. And, of course, here comes you know Johnny on the spot. John Carter comes in and just kind of takes that whole thing and upsets the apple cart uh, in a really fun way, really fun way. I will say this: This is not a movie if you've not seen it for you to put on at eight thirty at night. Like it really is a for me a Sunday afternoon movie. You're hanging out and and enjoying it um, because there are some definite slower parts. There are some slower parts, um, but I really enjoyed the story. Really enjoyed the story so much so that I read the next five books in the series just to see what happens. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts there, guys, on on the synopsis? Anything I missed that you go, man? This is a crucial part they need to know about before we get started talking about it.
2: Oh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. 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 Well very nice. versus Zodanga.
1: Yes. Yep, yep. So, um, so, Todd, you and I have read the books uh, just to get a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, so in the book and the movie, it ends with him being on Earth. He gets sent back to Earth. He's trying to get back to Mars. Uh, and so um, the second book is him getting back to Mars. Uh, but, Stephen, he doesn't... Go to the place that he thought he was. He ends up in this hellish nightmare with these creatures that have got like vacuum fingers that have tiny razor teeth on them that are eating these plants and eating these animals. And then they run away because there are scarier creatures that are coming to eat them. And he's trying to beat oh, them. No. And there uh, goes my happy ending. Listen,
0: listen now it's, I know now it's, now I know what happens next.
1: It's crazy. And so in the in the book ends. I'm trying to remember. It end, the first book ends because someone has shut the off air. the oxygen generator the to Mars, and he has um. to fix it. And when he fixes it, he doesn't get to see if everyone survived. He gets transported back to Earth as he fixes it. Mm. And so he's trying to get back home. Uh, but that's how the second book starts. Like I said, a definite tonal shift from this hopeful, fun adventure. Uh, and what ends up happening is um, over the next series of books... More and more races of Mars are revealed, and every one is more yeah. wicked and detestable yeah. and evil either, than the next. Me either, me either. Like it's just—he's going deeper and deeper and deeper into this 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 planet of Mars, and he finds the home of the white white men of Mars. He finds the black yes. men of Mars, the yellow men of like I think this is—it's just gross, evil, detestable stuff, and every race feeds on the one before it. So. You know, red feeds on green, white feeds on red, black feeds on white. I mean, it's just it's awful. And all the while, you're just wow. really wanting John to get back to Thuvia, just get back to her. Like, how can you do this? Uh, and so you read through five books, just wanting him to be happy. <laughs> uh, it's it's how it's many books.
0: Are there total? Like There's thirty,
1: like thirty. There's a bunch, but um, Ooh. but if you, but the, I like I said, I've read the first. So the first five are following John Carter. Maybe the fifth one the follows three. his daughter. Follows a daughter of his. Six like is like a an added in like this happened somewhere in this timeline. Um, but really, yeah, if you can get through the 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 next two, you get a good feel for kind of what's going on. It's I love I, I mean I really enjoyed those stories. Uh, and so just one thing that I, I point out here, uh, Todd Stephen had a chance to look at this. I thought it was interesting that you have the juxtaposition of a confederate soldier, a confederate army soldier who is on this planet and is now having to unite this race torn world uh, yeah. between between all these different races, all these and and preying on the others and who comes to save the day but the the confederate soldier. So what do you all think about their choice to uh, or their choice uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs choice to pull this confederate soldier to to accomplish this mission?
2: I definitely think there's a lot of, yeah. he's saying a lot of political things, mm-hmm. 100%. This is, I mean, it is a lot about, there's a lot to be said about race, politics, um, you know, everybody writes. Government overreach? You know, <laughs> for mm, you know government overreach. Yeah. yeah. No, no, this is the same guy that wrote Tarzan, don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a guy who ends up in a foreign land, basically, raised by a foreign, uh, you know, and so, uh, Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think he's trying to say something. I mean, and in the movie, they make him look like he he doesn't want to fight. Right. He doesn't want to be. I'm not a fighter. I don't fight. Mm -hmm. This isn't what I'm here for. I just want my gold
1: right that was so that was in in the movie that was the deal that he was he had a gold mine he was trying to get that gold back to make money on it and he ended up getting pinned down by indians in the cave i'm trying to remember i don't was wasn't he in battle wasn't he in battle in the book what was the deal in the book he
2: and a friend had found a gold vein in the Mm. book and they were escaping the apaches Mm. and and i can't remember how he got transported but
1: it was some gas like he smelled some gas passed out and then woke up in mars
2: yeah. Yeah. Like he's so the whole almost. like
0: device
1: thing yeah. was a No no device. No device. Oh. The device makes a lot more sense than how it happens in the books. In the books he he can't mm. explain it either. He he just like I said, it's like he smelled like methane or whatever, was knocked unconscious by it, and woke up in Mars. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Barsoom. Interesting. Barsoom. Barsoom. Yes.
1: Um so that was uh that was one of the the differences, one of the differences. Um I just I really enjoyed I enjoyed the movie because A, I think it held really well to the books. Um the characters again I don't Tars Tarkas. You love that character. By the time you get halfway through the movie you care about that character, you care about his people, you care about Woola, you want you want things to work out with John and Thuvia, you care about Thuvia's people. You like like you actually care about these people which is more than I can say about uh, some other movies that I've watched, you know where you're like his yeah.
2: daughter, bless her heart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Mhm.
1: Yep, yep. Um and and they do I think they do an even better job in the book of really causing you to go and again looking at this through the lens of someone who may have been trying to make political statements of the value of people, uh the value of people of other races, you know, you see it. You see it where he's he's looking at the things that matter and just cutting away yeah. all the I hate to say the word tradition, but the tradition, the cast that had been built on history and saying those things don't matter. The value of a human, the value of a person is is that they are innately a person. Like That's that's the value. The, the value is not in who they were born to. The value is not in where they live. The value is not even in what they can provide. The value is in them as a person. Um, and that resonates with me. That really does. Of, of, of watching this and going, oh, I can get behind this guy. Uh, because that's who he's fighting for. These aren't his people. He's fighting for these people because these people need someone who can fight for him. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I I think the the you know symbolism of of him being a Confederate soldier and going to to unite this these races was super cool. Uh, to be honest, like you know, I saw it when I was I don't know college. When did that movie come out? Two thousand eleven. Yeah, something like that. It didn't even like cross my mind at yeah, the time. March uh, But yeah, just uh, the. The emotion in that movie, and I'll, I'll never forget the scene when he's, like, fighting just the, like, hordes of... of well, I don't know what that... Yes. They were just, like, off Tharks, but not quite right in They were in the head. a, I a, a
2: different clan of Tharks. Okay, gotcha. Um,
0: yeah, that scene where it's, it's, it's cutting back to him, like, burying his family, uh, and the music just, like, swelling, and, and almost, like, you don't hear anything but the music... That scene uh, is incredible. So, yeah, I mean, just just the emotion in the movie, and honestly, like, not to branch off too much, but, like, the the visual effects are just, like, hold up so well (laughs) 12 years later. I Mm -hmm. mean, people talk about Avatar, and and I'm like, dude, John Carter is another (laughs) one of them. I mean, the Tharks look so good. Mm -hmm. And just the emotion on their face when... when, uh, um, Tars Tarkas is trying to like hide that soul is his daughter. Um, yeah, it's just the emotions in the movie, again, paired with the score is just like mm. stellar I, for me. If I'm
2: not mistaken, I think somebody who worked on Avatar worked on this movie. I'm not for sure if it was in special mm. effects or music, but there is an Avatar link to this movie. Interesting. That, and I think yeah, it's helpful too
1: when you've got computer-generated humanoids where they don't look human. It makes it much easier for that to hold up rather than trying to, like you know, with Avatar they they're humanoid, but you can exaggerate features and and yeah. and I think that
0: helps too. Yeah, it's not like Tron Legacy where you got Clue looking yeah. kind of rough. Even at the time, people were like, uh, it's not it's not ready yet. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not time yet.
1: Another one that I enjoyed that no one else did, Tron Legacy. That's another one. Oh, That's yes, another one. Dude, yeah.
2: Fuck
1: it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so was there anything you didn't like about the story? Anything you didn't like about the story? Anything that you go, man, I really think I'm going to change this. Uh, and that can be books. That can be movie. Uh, that can be comics. Like, right, put some clothes on. There we go. Let's change that. Let's put some clothes on. It's Mars. It's got to get <laughs> cold at night. Let's put some clothes on.
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, the story for me was fine. Um, if anything, I don't know. I I love the cast. I love Taylor Kitsch. I think he's great. I think maybe he may have played it a little too stiff, mm. but again, you know, I didn't read the book, so maybe that's like perfect for the character. I'm sure it is. But um, there, I could have dealt with a little more like uh, charisma, personality <laughs> from him. But um, a Virginia that's really Southern only... gentleman—that's what we want to see. That's what we want to see. Yeah. Want to see. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but no, that's really the only thing that when, when people hate it, on hate on it. I'm like, I mean, you know, he's not like, yeah, you know, it's not like Chris Pratt hopping around like Mr. Personality. So like, maybe I, I could have dealt with a little bit more personality from, from him, but no, honestly, overall, I mean, it was just like the perfect pacing. Um, I thought the, the, the therns, right. Um, I thought they were menacing Mark Strong, like super menacing. Mm-hmm. I loved how he like he could be anybody. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't think I would really change anything from the movie. It was just like, I just love it.
1: So uh, the other piece from the from the second story of the book, uh, they're all bald, but they have these really bad wigs that they wear, and so like they walk around and, and they got to pull the blonde wig off of them. And I remember oh, that. I remember that feeling so very bad. much like what I would see in like a movie my grandmother watched. You know, like that would be a plot mm-hmm. point in a movie she watched. where like. It, it looked like the He-Man wig in my mind. Like I'm reading this book, and I'm picturing like the He-Man <laughs> blonde Bob wig, and they're all walking around, and that's what I pictured. Oh my so. god! So,
0: can, what can they change their appearance, but they can't grow hair? I don't works? remember
1: them being able to change their appearance. Yeah. In the Oh,
0: thing. really? Oh, okay.
1: Interesting. Um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of of mythos in the book that's just mm-hmm. kind of kind of crazy, and we'll get into that and in the things that I would uh, mysteries I like to see kind of uncovered, yeah. but. Um, I,
0: it, if there was anything else I could change, typically I'm, I'm, I'm a very like chronological. I like my movies chronologically structured. And the fact that it like started at the end at the beginning, I typically don't like, um, and I felt like the ending, you know, it's part of the book. It's kind of like, uh, you know, in, and return of the King, they go, the hobbits go back and then they have to like fight for the Shire or whatever. And it's like, it doesn't really fit in the, in the in a movie form this felt like a little bit like that to me it was kind of like oh the movie's over oh wait all this stuff voiceover what's happening uh and i would typically like dislike that sort of non-chronological uh structure of a story but it was fine for for me i mean it worked you know Uh, again like it, it was a little bit lengthy there at the end but um I think it, it ended on a high note. Now I know where he was headed, and it's ruined for me, but uh, <laughs> other than that, other than that, it was great. That works. That works. Tell what about you, ma'am?
2: I think uh, I, and I... If I'm not mistaken, they took some of this out of the movie. I think that um, the princess could have been a stronger princess mm. to me. Mm. I think they sort of made her a little less as a strong female. Mm. Um, and, but I... You know, I'm, I mean, they're doing the best they can with what they've got. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Lily Collins isn't a great, a good actress. That's not what I mean. But trying to, trying to make this movie to appease to a larger, larger audience. Right. I think that's, but um, that would have been one part. And the fact that he can kill a Thark with one punch, but then when he's on a ship with all these red Martians, he like, fights them forever like he oh
0: I, interesting
2: i would have like i mean he should have been able to kill them with one punch too. just
0: punch the floor and the ship goes down
2: exactly it's like the Hulk <laughs> or something man so yeah yeah that that but i think i've watched it maybe four or five times and i didn't even think about that till today mm. i might have mm-hmm. been watching it while i was at work
1: yeah um yeah movie wise you know i i hear both what you're saying and I agree with both those things. You know, I, I think those are both great points. Uh, knowing where the book goes, and uh, spoiler alert: John Carter ends up having a son, and he's a strong individual. And I think he would be a strong individual because his mother's strong. His dad's not in the picture while he's growing up, you know? And so, like, I, I, I think you're right that Thuvia is a strong woman, which is why John Carter is attracted to her, that he's, she's not a damsel in distress weakling. Like, he sees that in her and respects that in her. Um, so I, I can I can agree with you on that. Um, I would. I'm she just, does
2: have flashes of of a strong woman. Right. I mean, even when they first meet, she takes the sword back from you. Tell me when oh, I'm yeah. in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's like, get like, behind me or something like that. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, and so, so I'm with you on on those things. You know, book wise, and I guess that makes sense. But I was just mentioning like all these races are kind of like evil. There's not really a whole lot of balance there, and I don't know if there's if there's mm-hmm. something in mm-hmm. that that you know there really isn't good, and it's just how evil are you going to get? I don't know, but um, that would be just oh, yeah. just kind of like
0: old school old school story where it's just like back then they could just be like this entire race is evil and nowadays we're like really just because they're that race (laughs) they're all evil whereas back then they were just like yeah and now you're like of course look at the russians of course yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, i totally get that it's like it feels a little weird
1: yeah um so all right so not a whole lot we didn't like what are some things that we wish they would have like delved more into mysteries they would have they would have you know, explained, or we could see, and and maybe some of this is in the twenty John Carter books that I didn't read. Just you know, they they go into those things. But uh were there any mysteries, Stephen, in the movie? You're like, man, how does this work? What does this happen? Why is this going on? That you wish they would have delved into.
0: I feel like for the most part, I was, I was satisfied with with how things were presented. If anything, I mean, like. I don't remember it explaining the Therns super well other than just sort of uh like basic, okay. like, Oh, we control everything. And you know, Oh, we, you're from earth. Okay. Gotcha. And it was just kind of like this. They just said it. So you're like, okay, but like, maybe they could have gone into more of that and maybe they would have in the sequels. But, um, yeah, that's really the only like mystery or whatever that I was, that I kind of left the movie thinking like, I, I, I wouldn't mind knowing a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Todd, what about you, man? I agree hundred percent. I mean, I don't think they were gonna go the direction that it would have been in the books from the way they introduced yeah. the Therns to begin with, but I mean, they're definitely a menace and and like you said, Mark Strong's character is so well done that you're mm-hmm. like, I gotta know more about him. Mm-hmm. You know, why why are they doing this? Where do they come from? What is their plan? Are they ruining every are they just sucking out the you know, the um, resources of every planet they go to and I think that's you know and you know maybe they would have gone into that into a next movie but um if anything I would have liked to see more on that same mm-hmm. thing yeah
0: nowadays there there's a lot more uh sympathetic villains so so it would have been cool to see like why are you guys doing this do you feel like you have a good reason like Thanos even though he was horrible you felt sympathy for him at times mm-hmm. uh um so something maybe yeah I don't know dive deeper into that a little bit of why they're doing what they're doing
1: so uh in the books the reason why they're doing that is because someone's doing it to them and so um Mm. because somebody's doing it to them they're going to do it to somebody else and it's just kind of filters up filters yeah like that's that's just kind of it um I mentioned some of the mythos like they have a they they talk about in the beginning of the second book uh, that there's this river that when you are no longer useful to Mars, you ride this river and that is going to take you to the afterlife. And the afterlife are those creatures Mm -hmm. that eat you like that's that's the afterlife. These creatures eat you. And um, and so that myth was placed by the therns like that was that was placed by the white men of Mars to feed their creatures uh, and also, if you're useful to them, then they would then take you before the creatures could eat you, and they would enslave you. Uh, and so, like, like all—I mean, which, which in the movie it kind of looks that way. Where, where the Therns have set up like we're going to run things to make sure that we have what we need, uh, and um, it's just kind of just kind of messed up there. But. Um, for me, things I wish they explained again, just the history of kind of how they got to where they are, and like how do all these races survive on this barren planet? Like, what did it look like before? Is there something mm-hmm. that we're not seeing that caused? You know, like like wanting to know the why, Wanting to know the why on a lot of those things um, is a, is a big deal with their super advanced technology. Like, how have they not made it to Earth yet? You know, like that's another interesting. Like, is is that the case? And also in the book, how did he actually transport to Mars? Like I still don't think they really explained it well. Like you smelled Uh, a gas, you passed out, you woke up on Mars. You know, like that's at least in the movie, it was some device that you could touch that that they were able to use. And I go, okay, well, you know that at least we've got a MacGuffin that explains that, and MacGuffin is not a weird
0: smell. And it's interesting. Like I feel like. The easier, more uh, typical thing would be like, "Oh, you're just transported." But the fact that it's like you're a copy and your body's still on on Earth, and he has to like protect it in a uh, you know tomb mm-hmm. or whatever, was really interesting. It was very depressing when he he shot back, and you you think Brian Cranston's going to be okay, but then you see a skeleton over there.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing.
0: <laughs> I was like, "He's going to be okay. He's all right." And then you come back, you're like, "Oh, he probably got <laughs> a horrible death of starvation," and just yeah. shouting like, "Wake up!" Wake up! Yeah. Well, yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> Back in You're be all right. <laughs> oh man. Um,
1: yeah, I. Uh, yeah, there's, there's just a. I guess if I really wanted to spend more time, I did get the on Audible. They have like the first twenty books, the books of Barsoom, like in one thing, and so I used that to read. I think the last two that were my my hardbound leather book that that just to read those. Maybe I'll revisit and see if they have some of that stuff explained. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be that would be interesting well let's uh, change gears let's do some this or that so let's talk let's put ourselves in the action put ourselves in the story so I've got um, yeah just a couple uh, which would you choose and uh, and why and so the first question is would you rather have John Carter's strength or the white Martians teleportation abilities from the movie that's the question John Carter's strength I'll also throw in their ability to, to shapeshift or the shapeshift teleportation mm. of the white Martians.
0: Me personally, I feel like I feel like I would go with John Carter's as much as like shape shifting and, and teleportation like is cool and all, but I feel like those are more for uh, I mean you could like rob a bank with that or you could, you know, <laughs> where, whereas, you know, you have the strength and stuff, you could obviously be a little more helpful. I mean I guess, you know, both would be helpful, but yeah, I would I would uh, I'd probably choose the strength. And hopping around mm. that'd
2: be fun me too 100 percent. then i could whip one of them and get their teleportation device so there you go. <laughs> true <laughs> true yep.
1: look at you just finding the loophole yeah
0: got him use the loophole
1: uh so three for three man john carter strength definitely there uh you know i'm thinking superman uh started with just being able to jump high maybe i'll be able to fly eventually if i'm uh, john carter yeah. long enough that's uh that's my end goal mm-hmm. i want to be able to fly i want to be able to fly.
0: Dude. The scene no, where he's, pardon, like, figuring out his weight, and it's playing, like, the almost, like, ballerina music and yes, stuff. Yes, Dude, I was cracking up at yep. theaters. I was like,
2: everyone's loving this, Crack right? <laughs> he, when he saw the princess, and she was trying to figure out why he was doing it, and she was using her scientific method, and then she swatted him on the rear end. <laughs> Smacks him on the hiding. He's like, he's like, what? Oh, man. the same body density. Science. Guy,
0: you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's another good reason. Another good reason. If it's going to get the Princess of Mars to smack me on the hidey, like, let's go. Like, that's, uh, I choose that. Let's go. Um, So yeah, so definitely, definitely that. Also, just, you know, not that I have a whole lot of unbridled rage, but the ability to go ahead and follow through on those moments, like, all right, now I'm taking you you all out. Uh, And we watch the movie, and who comes out on top in the end? It's John Carter of Mars. True. Dude, when he's slaying
0: all those dudes, he's literally just like swinging his hands back and forth, and it's like 80 dudes flying. It's Yes. it's crazy. I'll take yes. that. I'll take that. Place. Yes.
1: Very nice. All right, second question. Uh, I've got two options, but you can choose anybody. Uh, I've got Woola or Tars Tarkas by your side, or any other character. Like, who Who do you want by your side as you're wandering Mars? Todd, we'll start with you this time.
2: Um, I would think Tars Tarkas, just because he knows a lot and mm. he's very strong, but I would go with Wula. 100%. <laughs> The, it's just, um, you know, it's a, it's like a boy and his dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I'd have to it, say the same. He runs so daggone fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Tars Tarkas would be maybe more helpful, and he could actually talk and stuff like that. But Woola, again, I just keep going, going back to scenes. But when he's like trying to escape the the area where they are, and Woola's just like. <laughs> like zipping right to in front of me like thinks it's a game he's like playing like a dog it's great it's funny how like disney movies especially like anytime there's a creature they're like let's just make it like a dog and everyone (laughs) will automatically love it like there's a uh, watching ahsoka recently there's like a mount that one of the characters has and it's basically a dog it just looks weird Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah woola for sure dude woola
1: will never leave you so I mentioned before the show, we were talking about your, your new puppy, Todd. And I said, I don't really want a dog. But funny enough, when I play video games, I always go for the animal companion. You know, when it's Dungeons & Dragons, I want the animal companion. And I didn't know why <laughs> until recently. And the reason is, is because I would be okay with an animal companion if it listened to me and did what I asked it to do. Like, that's that's the deal. I've not seen dogs that behave that way Um I think Willa could do it. I think Willa could do it. Like, I think, like, there would still be some mischief like a in there. With Willa. Yes, yes. She,
2: she, like, knew what he was thinking and what he needed.
1: Yes. And, yes. Um, I think for that, I think Willa also wins. I think Willa also wins. Although, let's be honest, even if Willa was out of the picture, Tarstarkers would be a fantastic companion. Like, I I'd be, I, oh, I, really 100%. would be okay with either. It's like 51 49 for me. Like, I, I really would be totally okay with either one of those. Um,. <laughs> But, uh, and especially, yeah, and especially, uh, yeah, I keep, I keep, um, Willem Dafoe, especially if he's got Willem Dafoe's voice, like, yes, uh, sure, oh, um, yeah. I'm good for that, oh, yeah, that'd be, can you tell me a story as I'm going to sleep, like, just read the phone book for me, and I'm, I'm ready mm-hmm. to go, ready to go, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, but, again, Woola edges it out just because it is a neat companion, and I get, like, the, I get the draw to enjoying a dog, but I've not found one that listens, and so I was like, ah.
0: Mm. Uh, is Willa a boy or a girl? I guess I don't really know. No clue. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say Willa is pretty ugly. That's the that's the only thing. Is tar- like... Tarkus hot? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't <laughs>
1: comparing. <laughs> I'm just, just I'm just wondering. I'm going okay. All right. Not sure where this is going. Oh, yeah. No, okay. The,
0: I'm gonna have the more attractive one. Let me go for the the green. Super that's right. Tall guy. That's right. Yeah, with, uh, the, with the fur. No, it's just funny because like you love Woola and think it's so cute, but when you actually look at it, it's like that's a terrifying looking. Beast.
1: Again, again, it's like the the, you know, the hot crazy scale, you know. Like it's it's you know eventually it gets so ugly that it is cute, you know. Like it's just uh, all right. Uh, eventually, right. It's, it's, it's it's
0: there. Mm-hmm. It's there. Yeah, I was watching a video. They were talking about just like. There wasn't much merchandising around this movie, and they were like, there was no, like, Woola stuffed animal, and I was like, and that may, had me thinking, I was like, would I want a wool <laughs> of..." Did weird. you want children to have wouldn't even have fur. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be like skin. Or like,
1: a, it could be like a, uh, a a plush egg, and when you open it, it's a baby it's a, it's a baby jet, or a baby uh, uh-huh. green man. Like, that's what we need? Yeah. That'd be great. Sure. Yeah. It's not terrifying at all. Um, all right, so next question. Would you rather live on Mars or 19th century Earth? So there's there's some benefits and drawbacks here. Benefits and drawbacks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I was struggling with this one. Over. I mean, if Mars was like that and I had John Carter's powers, I'd probably pick Mars. Okay. But... I don't know. They 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 didn't really explore much of the like cities and stuff in the movie. So I don't really know. it what In it was the books, it felt like,
1: like it felt like a kind of romanticized Egypt. Is really kind of what it felt like in the books. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. there's these these large castles, forts, You sleep on a pile of furs. You walk around half naked. Like that's kind of what it felt like. Uh, which are all thumbs up great. in my book. Yeah, all thumbs up in my book. <laughs> um, uh, for me, you know uh, the not having air conditioning. Like, I'm a Florida boy, and the thought of Ugh. not only sweating, but having to sweat in what they wear in 19th century America, where oh, it yeah. is wrist cuffs Blue and pants. leather. Uh, like, like again, <laughs> it can be hot on Mars. I'm, I'm okay with that, but I'm walking around in my underwear. Like, that is definitely a selling point for me. It's definitely... That's a great point.
2: big dysentery and the bubonic plague.
1: So. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we're, be Mars. we're going to Mars. We're going to Mars, boys. Let's load up.
2: <laughs>
1: Find me a funny smell. Find me a funny smell, and I'm ready to go. Let's go. Um, all right, last uh, last this or that. I think not this or that. This is really kind of what would you do? Uh, you wake up on Mars. How do you survive? Like, what are you doing? Like, you're you're John Carter, and you smell the funny smell, and now you're on Mars. Like I'm not talking the Martian, Andy Weir, the Martian. How do you survive on Mars? Like I'm, I'm going to die. Like that's, I'm, yeah, I'm eating poop potatoes is not on my list of things to do. <laughs> but uh, in John Carter's world, how are you surviving on Mars? Sorry, did poop potatoes get you? Was that, was that a little much? <laughs> <laughs> Great
2: one. Just watched that literally this week.
0: Um, me, I feel like it would go pretty much how it went for John Carter. Uh, I would like not know what the heck is happening with the gravity I would stumble upon the eggs and I don't know I I, I would just like I mean that's you think about stuff like that all the time like what would I do if I was in the middle of nowhere like (laughs) that's what I mean he didn't even know he was at Mars at first right Um, I guess I would just walk and hope (laughs) I run into somebody uh, maybe go towards the sun and hope and pray
2: hop around I don't know. I don't know. What do you do? Naked and afraid on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Water uh, and shelter. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Make an alliance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's kind of he kind of goes by prison rules, doesn't he? Like, all right, find the biggest baddest guy and just punch him square in the nose, and there we go. Yeah. Now we've got now we got friends. Now we got friends. So <laughs> that's what we do. Prison rules. Prison rules. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Same kind of thing. I guess you just kind of just kind of wander. I, I think. I think once I figured out, I guess he does it in the movie some. He's he a movie some, like, has a lot of fun with this. Like, look how high I can jump. And that's when they notice him. Mm-hmm. Like, look at that. He's having a lot of fun over there. Let's go oh, stop yeah. that. Uh, Suck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, uh, that'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be good. Um, well, guys. Your name would be Florida. I'm sorry? Your name would be Florida. Yes. Florida. Right. Florida. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take it. I love it. Virginia. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right, what other thoughts on, on John Carter? Anything else, John Carter, guys?
0: It's just a shame. It's like we said, it's one of those movies that I'm just like, it's on my like list of five where I'm, I'm like, everyone I meet, I'm like, my name's Steven. Have you seen John <laughs> Uh I gave it to, I gave, I let my friends borrow my Blu ray recently, and um, I fully expected them to come back and be like, you were right. But they came back and they were like, nah, dude. And I'm like, you were on your phone or something. You, you missed it. It was, it's great. So you got to hold them hostage. Um, you
1: sit them on the couch and you watch them from the other chair. Like, have, I, oh, oh, you missed that part. Time. Look, look, yeah. No, no, no. no. Next
0: okay. time. <laughs> next time um no it's just it's such a shame you know they they i think around this time they acquired like marvel they acquired Star wars not too long after that um and you know you you, you there's a book called um oh, i wrote i haven't written it. written it i didn't write it i didn't read it either uh John Carter and the gods of hollywood uh is is a book about sort of what happened there but yeah, you, you, you read articles and stuff, and it's just talking about how literally they just, like, overthought every single decision. They were like, we want to make sure it's it's a, it's appealing to girls, so we're going to have, like, the, the strong princess, but we want it to be, you know, appealing for, for young boys, too, so we're not going to call it Princess of Mars. We're going to call it John Carter of Mars, but maybe they won't like the Mars thing. Let's just call it John Carter. And just, like, the marketing and everything really just killed this movie, and it's such a shame And some people think they were just kind of like, they didn't even care about it at that point. Once they had Marvel, they were just like, let's just, you know, release it. No merchandise, really. uh, Barely any, like, you know, cross-promotion with, like, products and stuff. It was just, like, posters and some commercials every now and then. And the commercials didn't even really represent what the movie was. I had a lot of friends. I remember thinking, like, you guys just went in expecting Avatar, where it's, like, this super serious you know, like space sci-fi movie, but it's really like, it's a Disney princess movie, dude. And, and it's, it's, it's yeah. Indiana Jones and <laughs> star Wars. It's, it's just such a fun, good time. Um, I, that's one of my favorite movies and, uh, I will watch it and spread the word as much as I can till the day I die. That's all i have to say about that.
2: Yeah. And I thought, what would have been a better name for the movie? I, I don't even know what would have been. A I know. Movie. I don't know either. Um, but, yeah, like you say, John Carter, I'm like, who's that? I mean, they opened this, and then two weeks later, Hunger Games came out. Nobody's going to come back and watch this.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, everybody's watching Hunger Games. Mm-hmm.
1: And then they removed yeah. Mars because, like, moms are from Mars. Moms, like so...
2: Mars needs mom. Yeah, oh, it was all, all
1: at the same time, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that'd be confusing, us having two movies about Mars in the theaters at the same time. Let's not, yeah,
0: it's too much I mean, for us dumb viewers. You know? <laughs> just
2: can't handle it. Yeah. Two Mars? So, I mean. Isn't it Mexico the same season, movie? Yeah. Like, you do this? And he's like, no, uh, George Lucas already stole all that. Yeah. Mm. So, That's
0: right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I, crazy. Like, this is the, the story that
2: created inspired all that. so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if, like, some promo marketing could have been this is the story that started it all. Mm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be Star Wars. Yeah. If this movie, if this hadn't been written i mean yeah i mean oh i don't know i i love it and i'm like i'm an apologist to, for john carter and i try to tell people it's you know it, if you it's one of these movies that people don't like that you should watch yeah because i like it i mean and it's and honestly the prince of persia has the same spot in my heart i like <laughs> yes yes Prince of Persia movie it feels very similar to this uh and um so, yeah, I don't know. I love it. Mm-hmm. I would watch it all the time. If it's on, I watch it.
1: Yep, same, 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 same. Well, guys, uh, let me uh, give you a chance to share how they people can find you on social media if they're wanting to hear more Todd Turner and more Stephen Ridley. Uh, Todd, why don't you start off, man? How can they find you?
2: Well, I'm a Mosaic fan art, so you can check me out usually Instagram or Facebook. I do have a Twitch where I do do live stream mosaicing on occasion. Um, yeah. So, uh, and um, I have a podcast as well. My daughter and I, it's a father adult daughter duo. We dive into all things geek, nerd, and fandom. We're family friendly. It's called Sis and Big Pops Culture. One of my favorites. Um, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. We do, you know, we have all of those people sponsoring us like CJ does. <laughs> um, you know, all yeah. Oh, pops, yeah. Oh, songs. yes. Uh, listen, diving I- in to listen. So, um, yeah, that's me. Just check me out on Instagram, Facebook. Kind of
1: stuff. yep i'm uh i'm stoked uh the next episode your latest episode is next on my queue like once i get done with nate land oh, it's, it's the, up next
2: it, perner family movie staples nice, nice. That we watched over uh Whoa. over vacation yeah, nice
1: so. i'm in love i'm that. in steve what about you man love it uh
0: yeah so you, you can catch me on moviga podcast uh look for us on social media at moviga podcast instagram and facebook Check the link in our bio to find us everywhere we are. We're, we're at, we've are we're got a Discord. Um, we're twitch.tv slash Moviga. We're, we're doing our weekly podcast every Monday at 8 p.m. where we're talking movies and video games. Uh, we talked a little bit about Ahsoka this past week and uh, some other news. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, no website yet. It's in the works, but uh, easiest way to find us is, is Instagram and check the link in our bio. Very nice. Very nice. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on to talk
1: John Carr with me.
0: Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: well thank you for spending time with us don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode which I think is Star Wars and Space Westerns with Kate Katowalki of Love Thy Nerd so you won't want to miss that one Uh, make sure you tune in for that if you're watching on YouTube give us a thumbs up leave us a comment I will read those comments on this show so do that so I can uh, give you a little shout out if you're listening on Apple Podcasts leave us a review uh, leave us five stars that would be great and uh, I'll read that on the show as well we really appreciate both of those things the interaction we get from you we love to be able to have that on the show here as well uh if you head over to nextgennerd.com, nextgennerd.com you can also share all of our previous episodes if you want to share those on your social media uh if you want to send them to a buddy drop them in a Discord chat, whatever you want to do, I encourage you to check that out. Uh, if you're looking for plenty of other ways to connect with me, you can connect on my Instagram, nextgen underscore nerd, uh, also on Twitter slash X, next, at nextgen underscore nerd. Uh, you can join us on the LTN Love Thy Nerd Discord, where we're talking about all kinds of stuff. We're getting ready to do some, some tabletop role-playing in the next couple weeks. Um, We'd love to, to hang out and spend some time with you. Uh, links to all this and so much more in the show notes uh, in your podcast. Podcast app and at the bottom of the YouTube video or at nextgennerd.com, and I think that's it for this episode. Until next time, peace out, Sea Crest.